This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Wasn't the spring, and spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? Touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you, sweet Caroline. It is Darren Till Fight Week, baby. Oh, you thought I forgot. Oh, you thought I wasn't going to lead the show with Sweet Caroline. You are crazy. My guy, Darren Till, one of my guys, one of my top guys, him and Izzy are like number one and number two of guys I get up for. Guys that I, they're my guys. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it, right? I I, I, I root for the guy, these guys uh, endlessly. Darren Till is fighting Robert Whitaker. Insane fight. The end fight island. Well, temporarily, I do believe they're going to go back eventually with all these cases spreading in the U.S. and USC's got a pretty fucking sweet gig over there. Abu Dhabi's government is paying for all the flights, all the charters, all the testing. You know, UFC obviously got, has to pay for their fighters, but other than that, they got a pretty sweet deal. And it's a pretty sweet setup. I mean, it's kind of a pain in the ass for the fighters to go over there and then quarantine and all that. Probably easier for them to do it in Vegas, but there until fight week, baby. As far as I know, he's passed all his tests. I mean, I haven't heard any. Uh, I know it's only Monday. He is in Abu Dhabi. I don't think he's out of quarantine yet, but um, yeah. Hopefully there's no weight issues, no quarantine issues, no fucking uh, no uh, coronavirus issues, and 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 we got a fight this weekend. Fifteen fights, seven fights on the main card. They're cramming them in. That Kazmat guy, the guy that uh, Devin's all over his dick. He's fighting again. He's fighting Reese McKee, uh, Irish fighter. Stepped up on six days notice. Took that fight. That's going to be a banger. I believe that's. Starting out the card. I will be doing a pick'em. Obviously, I might be I might be doing something different. So you're going to have the pick'em. In full podcast, uh, full full podcast form, you're gonna have the uh, the the um, whatever. But I'm gonna record either the prelims or the main card and put that up on YouTube. So like, if you want the whole thing, download the podcast. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna try something different. Hopefully, I don't get too t- ahead of myself technical uh, technology wise because uh, sometimes that bites me in the ass. But either way, I'll have a pick them up. I'm very excited to pick that card. Um, obviously that'll be up later this week. It might be up a little earlier because I'll probably record earlier. Usually I put them up Friday. It'll probably be up Thursday. Maybe. I don't know. We'll do it. But this podcast, welcome to the takes podcast. We're going to recap fight Island. We have a new featherweight champion, the flyweight champion. I said featherweight. Fuck. And we're going to go over some stuff. This is some stuff that's on my mind. There hasn't been a ton of MMA news, right? Like I don't want to go over Colby Covington saying Tyron, he signed and Tyron didn't. I don't want to go over that. You know, the one thing I don't have this written down, but I want to, I meant to talk about this. I meant to write it down before we do like personal stuff, which I don't know if I have much, but Aljermaine Sterling, <clears throat> Dana, what is you doing, baby? Aljermaine Sterling is your guy. Like I know Marlon Rice is technically number one guy, but he's already got a title shot before, right? He lost to Cejudo. He had a shot. I know he beat Aljermaine three years ago, but He's already done, had his shot. Let him fight Cody, and I think he has coronavirus, right? Whatever he's got, let him fight Cody in October, whatever that was announced, 
or speculated, rumored, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> have them fight Cody and have Aljamain fight Petra. Petragon, they got heat. They got beef. They're, they're fucking tweeting back and forth. That's the fight everyone wants to see. What do you mean you don't know? What do you mean you don't know? Ah, that's the fight to make right there, Dana. Dana White, come on, man. But that is the fight to make. So I want to touch on that before we get anything. Anything personal? I yelled at my boss today or one of my boss. You know, I work. Basically, it's like office space, right? You have supervisors. Then you have management. Then you have full-time. So, you know, there's, there's just a million different layers of people. You're like, who are you again? Are you? Or can you tell me what to do? But uh, this one guy um, in particular is a fucking complete doofus. And uh, I don't want... I don't like talking aggressive to him. Like I always lead with an aggressive tone, right? When it, whenever he approaches me, I don't like him. We've gotten into in the past and I've always led with an aggressive tone today. Uh, I was polite in the beginning and then he led with, he set the aggressive tone and then I just snapped. Um, it was, uh, I mean, it wasn't like blowout. I didn't like cuss or anything, but you know, I had a conversation with a guy and I'm not going to get into specifics, specifics because you guys don't give a shit. But other than that, I can't think of anything I did today. I worked and watched my daughter. You know, we played uh, Barbara Dreamhouse. That's her favorite thing in the entire world. Uh, that's it. I usually have, like, I'm loaded up with fucking, oh, the number one thing I should probably. So, as you guys know, I, I love with the last podcast, I think, with uh, my parents' dog, Henry. He was sick. Um, they were taking him to the vet. They didn't know, blah, blah, blah. So, they hired this hospice uh, company. That has like a doctor and nurses and they come to your house and they assess, you know, your dog. They gave my parents, Henry, two to three weeks to live. This was on Friday or Thursday. Maybe I think it might have been Thursday They on Thursday. So he went to the so they found the lumps on uh, Friday, uh, two weeks ago, a week ago, whatever it was. I don't know what day it is. They had the vet. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was almost a week ago. So they had the vet visit a week from today. And then. uh a week ago from today, excuse me, they had the vet visit. And then Thursday, they had this hospice company come over. And then Friday, he was dead. Yeah. So rest in peace. RIP Henry. My, uh, my father is, 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 is a mess. You know, and that was his, that was his boy. Obviously it's sad stuff, but it happened quick. I couldn't believe it. I mean, literally we found him on like a Friday. I was like, he's kind of got a lump in his throat here. Took him to the vet on Monday. He had lumps all over him. By Thursday, those lumps grew to like five times the size. Like it was so quick and so rapid. And then, uh, yeah, Friday, you know, he couldn't wake up and he couldn't do things. And he wasn't eating and, and everything. And then that company, the, the hospice company came over and, you know, gave him some options. And they decided to put him down and, and take him out of his midriff because, I mean, the, the, he was going to stop breathing and the cancer in his throat and his, in his chest was just going to take over. So, R.I.P. Henry, that sucks. I can't, you know, it is, it's just a terrible thing. You know, my parents are upset. So I've been uh, hugging my dog Otis a little tighter, a little tighter this week. Uh, wife and I, that's the one thing we did. We gave him a haircut. I was tired of paying for $150 because he's a big, you know, golden doodle, curly fucking hair. And, and we always, we always wait too long to get him cut. So whenever we got to get him cut, they're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be like 150 bucks. Or it's like 120, but then you got to tip them. And I'm like, fuck that. There's some clippers on my wife cuts hair, you know, and she doesn't cut dog's hair, but she cut the hair, right? And uh, so we got clippers off of uh, Amazon for like 40 bucks. And we, we did that. And 
first go around uh, did not turn out well. It's a lot harder than you think. And then the second go around, my wife took care of it, and he looks like a handsome boy. All right, so let's uh, let's get into Fight Island. Let's not quit talking about dogs. But start getting all fucking sad. All right, so if you follow me on Twitter, you should. I didn't put a lot in this pot. I had one really one bet, and that was Kelvin Gassum. Obviously, he lost. We all know what happened. So I, I said on the podcast, I didn't know if I was going to bet at all. I put one little bet in. Um, and, and, and it blew up in my face. Um, I was I was blind this card. I went five and seven on my picks, missed my underdog lock, missed my lock lock, missed my send them home. I only got one underdog pick. I was one for three on my underdog. So just I not acceptable, right? I'm not happy about this um about this card, if I'm being honest with you. Like the card was great, like the performances were great. I'm not happy with myself. Uh, I hold myself to a higher standard there. I was just a little blind, missed some things, and we'll go over this in depth. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so I, I just saved my bankroll for uh, for this weekend because 15 fights, and I've looked at it a, a little bit. I usually do my prep for you know pickums and stuff usually on like Tuesdays because my wife works all day Tuesday, so it's it's kind of like you know give me something to do while I'm watching my daughter, and and I really just deep dive in and. Uh, there's right now i you know i don't want to fucking jinx it and i don't want to get ahead of myself but right now there's quite a few underdogs that are jumping out at me and the, and the lines are pretty wide there's not like you know you know darren till was an underdog he was a plus 100 now we him and him and uh whitaker dead even um but other than that I, there's a lot of underdogs on this that 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 are pretty wide that I might uh, I'm definitely going to take a shot on. We'll talk about it further this week. Just a little teaser there, but I don't think I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to do some video study and I'm going to do some uh, some you know break some stuff down and and do what I do. But uh, I think I like some underdogs. Speaking of that, let's go to uh, Fight Island Two, July 18th, new flyweight champ. That's the new thing we're doing. We're going main event, and then we'll go back to the one and, and work our way up. Everyone wants to know main event. This was a tough one, right? I picked Evans Figueredo. I almost betted him. Um, a guy I respect a lot. I'm going to shout him out. Joe Osborne. J- JFTO. I don't know his fucking Twitter handle. He's got to change it. But works for Odd Shark. He's been on the Anna California podcast a few times. He bets everything, right? He's a sharp, but he bets everything. But he does bet on MMA and he's and he's quite good. He his prop bets, you know, his money line bets I think are maybe average. I think, you know, his money line bets are probably 50-50 when he's picking fights, but his prop bets are gold, but he was very confident in Joe B and almost almost made me switch my pick, but I just I, I didn't. I wanted Joe B to win, but it was it was a mullet, right? Joe B looked like he was a fighter that's been doing it for 15 years. Every punch figure out of threw dropped him. Every punch hurt Joseph. He didn't make too many adjustments from the first fight. Figueroa looked in incredible shape. He looked smaller to me. I know he made weight this time. He missed weight last time, but he looked a little smaller. A lot of people on Twitter were, the, the dogs were out. The old drug dogs were out and sniffing around old Devison there thinking maybe he was on a little bit of steroids the first time. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just don't shoot the messenger. Um, but he looked in great shape. I just think he looked lean and he looked, t- and he was obviously still as powerful, still as fast and, brutal stoppage of Joby. Joby is tough. I mean, three rear naked chokes basically ran. Most guys would have gave up. He fought him off, got rocked again, got busted up on, you know, when he was getting mounted and then got eventually choked unconscious. And then the picture of Megan O'Leary like crawling up to the cage, seeing if he was all right. He was in a dazed state. Brutal stop, brutal stuff. And then, you know what? I, I usually don't like 
being like a dad and coming down on people. Like I'm all for the jokes. Like I thought it was really funny. Uh, Joseph Benavidez posted a picture of him and Megan like eating something like after the fight, right? Like, oh, this is what life's about. Like, listen, bro, you've won. You got a hot wife. You've been successful. She's successful. You know, you, you know, you went out there and you put your nuts on the line and uh, did something that 95% of people in the world can't do, right? Um, but when someone uh, took took that picture and put Devinson's head over that, that was really funny. Now, that's the shit I find funny. Now, if you're attacking Joseph Benavidez or attacking Megan Olivia online or, you know, calling him this or calling him that, come on, what, what are you doing, right? Well, I mean, that, there's no... There's no fun in that. There's no, you know what I mean? There, there's another one where, you know, he's getting choked out and his arm is spread out. And someone like she photoshopped his arm reaching out for the title. Like he's so close. Like that's good, right? I like shit like that. I think that's funny. But why are you coming at a guy after getting knocked out? He's never going to get a title shot again. Never won championship gold. He's been in forever. He's been, you know, top tier guy in his divisions. And and it's just, it's, it's unnecessary, right? I'm all for the online trolling. Troll me all you want. I, I'm never going to get my feelings hurt, but you know, when a fighter just loses like that, I think some, you know, because if you come at me, we're on the same level. Like, what the fuck do I care? You know what I mean? Like, this guy's above us, right? He's a fighter that just put his nuts out there and just happened to lose. Um, you know, you're in, you know, they always saying you're in your mom's basement or whatever the fuck you're doing. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just think that's silly. Like, if, if you come at somebody with some funny shit, I, I love it. I don't think there's ever a too soon joke. I'm one of those guys. Like, it's not too soon. I may say too soon. Like, oh, too soon. Like, someone gave me a Kobe joke probably like a day after he died. And I was like, oh, that's a little too soon. And maybe it was. But for me, there's nothing too soon. But you got to be funny. Just harassing people isn't funny, right? You know what I mean? Just be funny about it. Um, so, yeah, that was that was brutal. De- uh, b- brutal. Devinson Figueredo. I don't know who's going to beat him. I, want, I mean, Brandon Moreno, is he next? Pantoja lost. Askar Askarov, um, who I think will get eaten alive. You know, he's one-dimensional. Moreno and Figueroa got a little bit of beef. I mean, Figueroa is already talking about moving up and moving down and wants Cejudo fight. It's fucking annoying. Cejudo's retired. No one wants to see you move up right now. Win, maybe win a couple fights at 25. We'll talk about it. Cody's maybe flirting with going down to 25. I heard Cody Wade like 138 coming into fight week when he fought uh, his last time out against the Sun Sal. Like he's not that big of a 35er, but I mean, that cut to 125 though. Hopefully he might end up like Dillashaw. I, I, I usually don't recommend those bigger cuts, but figure out, look, it was pure violence. It was fucking brutal stuff, but he looked fantastic. I mean, it's not one of my favorites, not a guy that I'm going to root for, but I'll definitely watch him fight. I think he's exciting. I think he has really good skills. I mean, he's fucking 19 and one. I mean, he's great. I mean, he really is. I'm glad, you know, I think if Joe B would have pulled it off, that would have been fine. But, you know, he wouldn't have held on to that belt long. I think, you know, his his time has passed a little bit. He says he's not going to retire. He's going he's not going to go out like that. He wants one more fight, which you got to give him one more fight. He, not like he looked like Chuck Liddell-like, right? I mean, he he was in the fight. It just he kept getting caught. And I don't know if his chin's gone or, or, or what happened to him. All right. Let's circle, circle back. Heavyweights kicked off the night. Sergey Spivak versus Carlos Felipe. This Felipe guy, man, running his mouth a lot, throwing his hands up, talking a ton of shit, going to the Spivak's corner. After they called the decision, there was a little heat. Spivak said something to him. Neither of them speak their own the same language. That Felipe guy, a little arrogant, you know. Um, typically, I like that in fighters, right? Like Nick Diaz is like that. The Diaz brothers are like that. You know, I usually I don't mind when a fighter talks shit, right? But you got to back it up. You did nothing. You're one-dimensional. You had okay hands, but then you were getting jabbed up. Spivak looked decent, didn't look great, right? I don't think he's going to ever, 
win the title in heavyweight, even though heavyweight's super thin. I think he gets eaten up by anybody in the top five. But I'm glad he beat uh, Felipe there. I've never seen Felipe fight. I believe I even said that. I looked up some stuff. Couldn't really find much on him. Apparently was really, really heavy as a kid. And then, you know, now he's uh, decent cardio for how big he was. But the third round, he just got an- annihilated. And then he thought he won, too, which was fine. All right, uh, Davi Hamas versus Armon to Sakarian. To Sakarian? To Sakarian. I think this T silent, Armon. Savage. I follow this guy immediately on all social media. His fight with Islam was impressive. His day, second fight, which I don't remember who he fought, was very impressive. This fight, his stand-up looked fucking crisp. He went to the ground with Davi Hamas, did not even get close to getting subbed. This kid looks fucking shred city. He is ripped up. His striking, his kicking, his punching, his speed. Everything looked like he took shots to his chin, his calmness, his poise, his his movement, his cardio. Everything looked on point. Davi Hamas was a real fucking deal. Davi Hamas was, was 10 and 3 coming in this fight. He's like a fucking legit, legit dude. This Armand kid is fucking tough, savage. I think he trains at AT&T. I think they flirted with it. I'm not really sure. But, uh, yeah, I was blown away by this kid. Like I said, I hit the follow button on all social media. This kid maybe was my star of the night. He looked so good. You know, he looked. everyone said he was a grappler. You know what I mean? And he went out there and proved that he's both. He has stand-up. His power is not quite there yet, but he's very accurate. He's powerful, or he looks powerful, but his punches are not quite there yet. I think once he's 20 fucking three. Once he polishes up a little bit, he's going to be sleeping people, right? He has the technique. He has the physique. He's built like a puncher. He just needs to maybe sit a little bit more on his punches. Um, but like I said, he's 23 and, and his striking's coming along and he's all fucking, he's going to start sleeping people. I'm telling you, this kid is a fucking savage. I think everyone sees it. I'm not the only one. I'm not, you know what I mean? Everyone sees how special this kid is, but uh, yeah, big step up in competition next, I think, for this kid. Because you can't keep giving him. Dobby Hamas was a big step up in competition, right? His debut fight was Islam Makachev. You got to give this guy someone at 55. And I'm just praying they don't match him up, my boy Don Madge, because that's a, that's a bad fight for Don Madge. Just stylistically, I'm always going to rock Don Madge. I'm going to pick Don Madge. But um, stylistically, I don't. I think that maybe is where they're headed. I know this guy's had, this kid's had three fights. Maybe he'll crack. No, there's no way he'll crack top 15 because 155 stacked. I don't know. There's there's some fights out there for him that uh, that will go good. Okay, next up, you got uh, Malcolm Gordon versus Amir Alabaziz. This is my underdog lock. Malcolm Gordon looked like a fish out of water here. Malcolm Gordon looked terrible. Um, I saw footage of this guy. He looked, I mean, had a little hype, looked good. His striking was quick. His ground game was good. And this, this, uh, Amon, excuse me, this Amir guy who I did not know much about just buzzes all right through him. Malcolm didn't do anything, didn't throw any significant strikes, was just taking shots, got taken down easily, and just got fucking melted, got submitted, triangle choke, first triangle choke of the year. Do people get choked out by triangles anymore? We, Everyone's figured out a defense for it. Why? You know what I mean? Maybe Amir is a killer triangle, but you know I think Gordon just let, let the lights get the better of him here. Um, that's not the fighter I saw fight. Um, I'm not going to make excuses because he's my underdog lock. But um, that's not the fighter I saw fight. So that's my excuse. All right, Brett Johns versus Montel Jackson. This was a, a good fight. This was a surprising fight. Brett Johns went out there and and did what Brett Johns does. Listen, Montel Jackson, he needs to trust his hands a little more. He may maybe needs to be a little more urgent when someone grabs his leg. He was given that single up. He was, you know, comfortable wanting to scramble, even though Brett Johns is really good at scrambling. And Brett Johns is kind of a boring fight. Brett Johns is 
did what he did. And Montel just didn't give much resistance. Just let Brett fight his fucking fight. And uh, he dropped Johns in the first round, went down, no urgency to finish him. He just had no urgency the entire fight. I was I was a little bummed out. He's a huge favorite. People cast on Brett Johns here. Um, obviously, I was on the opposite side of this. I picked I picked Montel Jackson, who I do have high praise for. And I think he's a good fighter. I think he's big for 135. But, you know, Johns just went out there and implemented his game plan. Not much to say. I mean, Montel just needs to work on a ton of things and needs to be a little more urgent when someone grabs your leg and and uh, not be so complacent to wrestle with people because that's his background. And his striking, he was killing him with the striking. I don't, I just don't know why he didn't want to push away and, and do more of that. But, you know, that's what it is. Joe Irish, Joe Duffy. God, I'm really pissed I missed this fight. Uh, I listened back to the podcast to see exactly what I said. And uh, I shit all over Joe Duffy. And I just didn't think Alvarez looked all that good in his UFC debut. And, and a lot of people on Twitter, you know, validated that. They thought he looked like shit. Came out and fucking was sparking Duffy on the feet. Duffy went for a takedown and got his neck taken home with him. Choked out. Duffy retired afterwards. When you're a minus 370 favorite, I mean, that's crazy to me. I, I, I just... I can't fathom why Joe Duffy was that high. I feel like he hasn't fought in forever. And even though Alvarez hasn't looked great in the UFC, does have a good record, does have some skills. Very upset I missed this, um, even though I would have never bet this because, like I said, I was I was withholding some of my bankroll for this card because I didn't love any of the lines. I still want to pick it right. I still want to get it right. Um, so respect to Joe Duffy. You're always going to be the other Irish guy that came in the UFC that beat Conor McGregor. So congrats, bud. Uh, Grant Dawson versus Nan Armini. This was my underdog play, a big underdog play plus 200 missed it. Grant Dawson, uh, you know, a a lot of people love this kid. I'm not super high in him. I don't know why. I think I have a beef with James Krause's camp. I don't love that camp. I don't love a lot of those fighters that come out of there. I think James Krause is an overrated coach. Um, you know, overrated fighter, overrated coach, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think many people are, are overrating him as fighting, but, you know, I just don't know what it is about Crouch. He rubs me the wrong way. I think he's, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I can't explain it. Maybe I'll have some more thoughts about it, but I just, I don't love people coming from that camp and Dawson's like his star pupil and he's got a great record, kind of a, you know, a little easy way in the UFC, in my opinion. And Nan Armini, I thought, matched up well with him and just got, you know, sparked everywhere, landed some big shots and, on Dawson standing up though, and Dawson just was the bigger guy. You know, Grant Dawson's 145er is huge, but you know, he's gonna be taking fights at this fight was at 150, but for a 45er, I mean, he's not gonna be making that weight much longer. He's a 55er, he's a he's a thick kid. Um, he's just one of those grinders, you know. I think when he when he meets somebody at 55 that's not willing to accept his grind and can match him cardio-wise. I think he's have a fucking problem. I think he's hittable. I think he does slow down a little bit. I think his ground game is okay. I think people can work their way to the feet. He's not smothering. He's not like Khabib level. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to have a problem. I think they're going to throw him in there soon with uh, some elite guys. I think he's going to run into a problem uh, for sure. Next up, Kalidis Imarov versus Roman Dolotze. Uh, Roman made his UFC debut. I got this fight right. KO'd him with a knee kick thing. Um, very awkward fight in the beginning. They both uh, apparently had some heat at the weigh-ins or something. I don't know. Roman said he looked at him a different way. I don't know. But Kalidis, a guy who had a little bit of hype before he came in the UFC. He's now 0-3 in the UFC. So he's probably gone. But uh, yeah, Roman just fucking blitzkrieged him. Body hair, baby. That chest hair is majestic. It's back. I'm pretty sure everybody that's fought with Chester in the UFC so far this year is undefeated. Do not fact check that. Don't fact check it, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Anybody with fucking maim of chest hair like uh, Roman's guy is undefeated. So makes you think, you know, if you got chest hair, why shave it? 
because you I mean gives you fucking superpowers. Obviously. Alex Pantoja versus Askar Askarov. This fight a little disappointing to me. Pantoja slow down a little bit and just let Asker uh fight his fight. But Asker's a lot better than than I gave him credit for. You know, his ground game and his smothering uh that Russian fucking style that all these guys got now. It's it's a it's a problem. He doesn't get tired doing it. You know, all these other guys aren't used to it, so they get tired, they get blown out, their arms get filled with blood and lactic acid. And these guys are fucking doing that hours a day, so they don't get tired doing it. And you know, Asker's never really blown me away. He was a significant underdog here. I obviously missed the underdog, but Nine times out of ten, I'm going to pick Pantoja. I think Pantoja is a good fighter. I think he's got some skills. I just think he was a little unprepared for this fight. I just don't think he he thought maybe his ground game. Oh, take me on. Go ahead. I'll fucking submit you. But he got smothered down there. You know, the first round he was he had a pretty active guard, but other than that, you know, not much. And then on the feet, you know, he was outclassed him on the feet. But Asker's just not. Asker's like, I'm not playing that fucking game. So he might be the next guy for Devison, depending on what's going on with Brandon Moreno. I think Brandon Moreno probably deserves a shot above Asker and then um and then you can give Asker a shot but yeah it's just uh yeah kind of a kind of a weird fight there I I, I you know expect a little more from Pantoja and, and pff, crapped out Adrian Lipsky versus Luana Carolina nasty arm by Red Lipsky finally this little hot hotty toddy gets a significant win in the UFC I mean Carolina's knees fucked right I I believe she got an MRI or, or something and there's no damage but I mean that's I mean, that's fucking damage right my dad got hit in the knee with a golf ball years ago I mean a million years ago when I was like 10 and his knee blew up I mean to the size of a basketball it was huge and they're like the doctors were like yeah there's no no significant damage oh great but why does it look like a fucking basketball he had to drain that thing for like months you know so hey doctors Okay, something might be wrong with her knee. Just, 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 just heads up. Friday night, Mark DeKessie versus Rafael Vaziz. Uh, great fight. I had this underdog play. Rafael, striking coach from uh, Tiger Muay Thai, looked dynamic, looked awesome. Mark looked incredibly tough. I thought he maybe squeaked out the third round. Never ever complained about the commentary unless it's Dominic Cruz. I felt like the ju- uh, the commentary was a little biased. I thought Mark obviously was getting ripped to the body, and, and Vaziz looked great. I mean, he one hundred percent won the fight. But it was a little closer. It wasn't like Mark was getting 10-8, right? I mean, he was hanging in there, eating body shot, eating punches, giving some back. Like, he could easily fold on some of those body shots. He didn't. Um, he got taken down a little bit, worked his way back up. You know, he looked good in there. I feel like the commentary maybe overlooked that. I know Faziz did win the fight. I had a 29-28 Faziz. I thought uh, Casey won the third round. But, you know, it just... Faziz is very flashy and he's powerful and everything, you know, it's a quiet arena. So every kick sounds like a, you know, it, it hurts and he definitely won the fight and this was fight of the night and he, and he, and he, and he looked fantastic, but I just feel like the commentary is a little off I and mean, I don't love Bisming. Felder's good, but Felder's not great with another fighter. It's Felder's best when it's, he's the only expert in there and you got Gooden or you got Anik or whatever. When you add Bisming, they're talking to each other and, and they both were kind of dick riding Faziz a little bit here. Uh, co-main event, Jack Hermanson versus Kevin Gaslam. 75 second knee uh ankle lock by uh fucking jack hermanson there didn't see that one coming that was my lock of the night and sent him home so i got to send him home right just the wrong fucking guy um so it is what it is you know hermanson kind of laid it out kind of said listen costin isn't gonna fight i who what did he say i should i pull it up he laid out the okay yeah so he said Costin is he gonna fight? Winner should fight Cannonier, and then I'll fight the winner of is or er, Whitaker and Till. And everyone's like, huh? Yeah, that's pretty logical, right? You know what I mean? Like that's that that makes sense. God damn, you make sense, Jacker Manson. 
I criminally underrate Jack Manson. I would, again, 10 out of 10 times about betting Kelvin Gaslam. I don't know what it is. It's three in a row now for him. You know, I mean, obviously he's not a middleweight. So now a lot of people are talking about the weight. You know, he had no problem at middleweight when he was fucking knocking around Jacare or knocking out Bisping, who both pretty good sized middleweights. Now people are talking about the weight issue. You know, I, I think he's going to have a problem at 170. The 170s a shark tank too. I just think it's a mental thing right now. I think this is a first three fight skid. I think Kelvin's got some out of the cage issues. Um, if you ever watch an interview with him or if you ever watch any of his like training blogs or whatever, he's kind of a different kind of unique guy. And, uh, you know, I heard he enjoys himself outside of the cage a little bit. I'm not saying drugs or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, he enjoys himself outside the cage. So I think those are starting to seep into MMA a little bit here because, in my opinion, he was the better fighter than Manson. Manson was really good on the ground. Uh, obviously, he's good on top. He proved he's good on the bottom. But Kelvin didn't even defend that leg right. You know what I mean? Like, he got locked up. Didn't try to push on the butt with his other foot. Didn't really fight out of it. And I know it was probably tight, and, and I'm not the one that's in there getting my fucking knee ripped up like that. But, um, yeah, there, you know, it is it, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, I just, it's that's a tough one. I, I, I don't know how Kelvin's going to come back. Because physically, he looked great, right? He grew out his dumb hair. I like long hair, right? I'm, I'm rocking long hair. I'm trying to rock long hair. But uh, he, that little weird ponytail he had, like, bro, you don't need that, right? You really think the hair is going to come in your eyes? Um, I don't know what the, what, what you do from Calvin. But I like Hermanson's plan, right? Let Ken Near obviously deserves a shot. Let him fight the winner of Izzy and Costa. He predicted Costa was going to win, too. So that's strike one right there, Hermanson, you fucking idiot. And then he'll fight the winner of Till and uh, Whitaker, which I love. That's, that, that, that's a good fucking solid line. Let me look up. Who else is at 85 though? That's it. That was Fight Island. <clears throat> we're done recapping. Now we're just gonna we're gonna talk. We're gonna bullshit. We're gonna do whatever. All right. So yeah. So that makes the most sense. Uh, Hermanson sitting at six right now. Uh, I mean, Yoel Romero's still there. I don't know if Yoel's ever gonna fight anybody unless it's it's a top top guy. So you got Whitaker at number one. He'll lose this weekend. So he'll lose his number one. Costa will move up. Everyone will move up. Whitaker will probably drop down to five or six. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Jack Hermanson, study the fucking rankings. Look at this fucking guy. All right, speaking about rankings, how the fuck, fuck is Alexander Gustafsson still ranked at light heavyweight? Now, I know that the light heavyweight is very, very weak, very, very thin. Corey Anderson, I feel like, hasn't won a fight in two years. He's ranked number four. Uh, I understand that light heavyweight's weak. Alexander Gustafson hasn't fought in, what, almost two years, and now he's fighting at heavyweight, and he's still ranked seventh? He just moved up a spot? Huh? Anthony Smith is number six, and he just got his face taken off by Glover. What? Why is Alexander Gustafson number seven? I know the UFC rankings are a joke. I know when people argue about who should fight who and who should do this, one guy goes, the rankings are jokes. This is what happened. The other guy goes, yeah, the rankings are jokes. But here's what the rankings say. Well, they're jokes, so they shouldn't count. But this is the this is egregious. I mean, Alexander Gustafson hasn't fought in a while. Not And now he's not even in the division. And I believe the last time he fought, he got beat, right? I mean, who did he fight last? He fought Jones. And didn't he have a fight after Jones, right? And then he retired. Where are you at? Here we go. Let's see, where, let's see what you're at here, pal. Oh, come on. Yeah, he lost to fucking Anthony Smith. That's right. Submission third, uh, fourth round. Yeah. What? I mean, uh, you're seventh? Huh? 
But my boy Yuri Prazaka made the list, number eight, knocking out Vulcan, jumped right into eight. Listen, he's not my guy yet. I'm not going to put the stamp on him because he is a little wild. He's a little reckless. I love it. I love his style. But watching interviews, right, right, he has a lot of interviews. He's doing a lot of press over in the Czech Republic, I believe. They're translating this to English. The guy's mental is there. Like, he's smart. Like, he knows. Like, I know I'm not fighting John Jones next week. I know, like, I need to work my way up. I took too many punches in that Vulcan fight. The first round, I was a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's saying the right things, and I think he's got the skills. Obviously, he needs to work on his wrestling. His wrestling is going to be a problem. So there's not a lot of heavy wrestlers at um, at 205. You got Corey Anderson, who, who's going to take you down. Corey Anderson's a heavy, heavy wrestler. John Jones obviously can wrestle. Dominic Reyes has known to wrestle a little bit, but he'll, he'll strike with you. Santos... He can grapple, but he probably not. Blahovich, he'll take you down too. He's a big, strong Polish fuck. Um, he likes to box. He likes to stand up. But if he's losing that, he'll take you down. He's got decent takedown, good uh, good ground game himself. But other than that, a lot of these guys are standing up. Anthony Smith might take you down, but not the best wrestling. Glover Tixera, he might take you down as well. Vulcan, you know, whatever. Alexander Reck is the beast. And the cutter Kurloff will take it down. Misa Serkinov definitely will. Johnny Walker, who cares? Ryan Spam will probably take it down. Magomed and Kalayev, uh, if he beats Ayan Kutulaba, this guy is a dark horse in this division, guys. Magomed and Kalayev needs, if he, when he beats Ayan Kutulaba, he needs to skyrocket here. He needs to jump over Walker. He needs to jump over Spain. He needs to jump all over all these guys. I want to see him in the top 10 after he beats Cooper Lava. This guy's got one loss in the UFC to Paul Craig, a fight that he's winning every single fucking second of until he got submitted with the last second left, right? So kind of a crazy fluke thing there. I think this kid's a fucking solid, solid prospect. Him and Rekic are both. I know Rekic's coming off a loss to um, find it. Was it Vulcan? I think Vulcan Ozemir got him. Um, but he is a beast as well. And Akita Krylov's always going to be floating around there. So my boy Yuri's ranked, but Alexander Gustafson, why is he ranked? I want to email the UFC right now, live on podcast, and be like, take him off your fucking rankings. And if you are, heavyweight's pretty thin too. Put him in your fucking heavyweight ranking. Let's see the heavyweight rankings. Augusta Sakai's nine. Walt Harris coming off a loss at 10. I mean, Walt was was a beast before that. So if Gustafson, who is the favorite against a 14th ranked Werdum, wins, put him on the heavyweight ranking. Get him off the light heavyweights. Light heavyweights just starting to kind of heat up a little bit. It used to be the premier division in the UFC. Now it's nowhere near as good as 45, 35, 55, 70. It might be on par with 85. 85's only got maybe five, five or six guys. But I mean, you got a lot of young talent. And Kaliaf, a guy I was talking about. Johnny Walker, if he can put it together, could be a problem. And he's got two losses there. Alexander Rekic, another fucking beast. Yuri Prasaka. Then you got the top six. And you got the old dog, Glover Teixeira. There's a lot of talent there. At fucking 205, and I think they need to put a little more effort into it. By getting fucking the Swedish retired blondie off. And I have nothing, no, nothing against Alexander Augustuson, but you, sh- you shouldn't be ranked. You should definitely shouldn't be ranked top 10. All right. Uh, what we got here written down? Boom. Oh, Sean O'Malley, my boy Sugar. The Sugar Show. So as everyone knows, he's fighting Chito Vera, Marlon Chito Vera. Uh, he's fighting um, August 15th, UFC 252. And uh, I love that fight. I think it's a good fight. A lot of people are hating it. He should fight someone higher. He should fight someone ranked. He should fight blah, 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 blah. Listen, this kid's a star, right? He's got a big following. You can't send him in there with a Marab, right? A Marab is a guy he fights when he gets the title. So O'Malley, 
is kind of laying out his plan. And I maybe don't necessarily disagree with it because a lot has to happen here. So he wants to knock out Cheeto, right? You knock out Cheeto. That's impressive. I think maybe one only, only one other person has ever done that. Um, you knock him out in the first round. That's your third first round knockout in a row, right? So then you're going to the top of the year. He wants to fight Cody. Him and Cody got a little online beef. That's cool. Cody's probably going to fight Marlon in October. I don't know if Sean wants to turn around in October or not, but then you're probably looking at possibly like the winner of Frankie Pedro, depending how it goes. You're probably looking at maybe even a Dom Cruz. They could sell that fight. He was 11. He says, though, O'Malley's calling a shot. He wants Cody, who's third right now, right? He wants Cody after he knocks out Cheeto because they got beef, they got heat, and then he wants to fight Petra for the title. Well, hold your horses. I love Sean O'Malley. I think he's going to be champion. I think he, this is what he should do. He should knock out Cheeto. He'll move up a little bit, right? Then Dotson is fighting. Uh, who's Dotson fighting? Dotson's fighting... Marab, which is a great fight. One of those guys is going to lose a ranking. Marab is now 15. O'Malley could fight Jimmy Rivera, who's coming off a nice win. Cody Stamen coming off a loss. Either one. Rafael Sunsau, that's a name, but he's a little older. He just got knocked out by Cody. Corey Sanhagen is a guy that I have circled here. I think Corey Sanhagen and, and Sean O'Malley, they're both built similar, right? They're both tall, lanky guys. They're strikers. That'd be a very interesting fight. Sanhagen kind of mix it up well. It does have good submissions. Sean is, is, is I think, evolving. So that's the fight I have circled. Sanhagen's ranked four. I think O'Malley, once he beats Cheeto, and we see what Dotson and Marab does, he might crack top 10. Three straight knockouts. I mean, Cody Stamen just lost the fight at 45. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I think maybe they'll even give him Kellen because I know they got some beef as well, who's unranked. I only want to see him move up at this point. But um, I like that he's making statements. A lot of people think, oh, you know, he doesn't want these big fights. Well, he's calling these guys out. Dana was the one that put the kibosh on Cody. He said, I don't know if he's ready for Cody yet, which might be true. I mean, Cody's a world-class athlete, former champion. I think they got to kind of keep Sean a little, you know, you know, they, they can't rush him. They've rushed some guys before. They can't rush him. I mean, he took two years off, and now he's back. Now he's got confidence. I love him. Uh, and... I mean, he's got, he's selling his own t-shirts now and I'm a simp. I haven't seen any I like yet though. And I, and I think he's releasing like jerseys, which I won't buy a fucking jersey, but if he's got like a simple shirt without like a pot leaf on it or without 420 on it or something, I'll probably buy it. I got, I got nothing wrong with weed. I just don't smoke it. I, you know, it, it ain't for me, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'll be a simp. I'll buy a sugar Sean fight or uh, shirt. And then when he wins the title, I'll wear it and take a fucking selfie with my fingers up and send all that fucking haters. All right. Last thing here. We're at 38 minutes. I didn't want to go past 30. God damn it. Brian, you motor mouth. All right. So the big news, I guess that happened today or yesterday. I can't remember was everyone speculating when, when Khabib was going to come back. Ali said that he'll definitely fight by the end of the year. Now they're saying he might not fight the end of the year, if at all, right? And, and listen, his father was his trainer. He loved his father, obviously. Daniel Cormier kind of broke down how important his father was to him. He's, it was like his, his entire world, his best friend, his role model, all that stuff. So it's obviously hitting hard. It's, it, it's, it's a big fucking deal, losing your coach, your mentor, your father, all that. You can't just bounce back and, and hop into a fucking cage fight. You just can't, right? Especially with so much at stake. So... Khabib needs to take all the time he needs. And, and the UFC has came out and said, we're not going to strip him. He can take as much time as he wants. So his manager, apparently there's rumors that his manager was talking to Khabib and Khabib said, have Gaethje fight Connor and then I'll fight the winner. Right? Let me, let me take my time. I'll fight the winner. Gaethje's like, no, 
I might fight Connor, right? And I'm a Connor guy, but I fucking love that that Gaethje did that, right? Connor's retired, right? Let's just—he's the biggest star in the MMA right now, and he's retired. He's riding water bikes with some princess of Monaco. I just saw a picture on Twitter of him getting a blowjob, I guess from his lady D. Hopefully it was. Paparazzi got him. He's on a boat and he put a towel over his lady's head while he's getting his dick sucked. Uh, you can't see much besides the fact that obviously that's what she's doing. And, he, you know, he, he looks a lot of shape. He's lighting up joints. You know, he's got his own personal photographer following around. That's the lamest shit ever, Connor. You're a fucking multimillionaire and you got your personal photographer everywhere you go. You're on a yacht with your family on vacation. What the fuck do you need this guy taking pictures of you jumping off, a, you know, a diving board or whatever the fuck? Like, come on, man. That's some corny ass shit right there. Like, no matter how much money I get, no matter how much money I make, I could be a billionaire. The last fucking thing I want to do is have my picture taken every five seconds. That's kind of some weird shit. I think the guy is his personal assistant, though, too. So I think I think it's a two-for-one thing. Like, hey, let me snap this. But maybe Connors really loves the memories because he's probably not going to be on this earth for very long if, you know, if he keeps living his lifestyle. Or he just is obsessed with himself and just wants photos documented all the time. But I love what Gaethje said. He said, no, I'm not fighting him, right? Like, I'm, he doesn't deserve it. That he's turning down a giant payday. Now, obviously, this is all circumstantial until the money gets put on the table, and I'm sure Gaethje's not going to want to be out. I mean, he'll he'll be, he'll sit out the rest of the year, but if Khabib's not ready until like what next summer, you think he's going to sit out that long? You know what I mean? But Connor's getting on my nerves for one thing: he shouldn't have retired. He retired because he was kind of a baby, right? I love him. He comes back. I think he's a world class guy. I think he's just wasting a lot of years right now. It's really fucking. That's why. You got to respect Floyd Mayweather. Even if you hate him, even if you you think he's boring or or whatever, he'll get beat by this guy, whatever. You have to respect that guy. That guy has made the most money of any fighter ever, right? He's always on the top of the list, right? And he constantly outworks everybody. He doesn't lose. He was he could have quit. He could have fucking lost. After the De La Hoya fight, and he probably, well, maybe not have money for life because he does like to gamble, but he's making $100 million a fight, right? He doesn't need to fight. And he and, and when he did, does, he goes out there and performs and wins, right? Conor McGregor, now work near Floyd Mayweather money, and yet you can see the hard work is, is not there anymore, right? I doubt he'll ever go to 70 again, or excuse me, 55 again. He's probably at 70. Um, and it's just, it's, you know, he's not a 170 guys. He's just not, he can, he can add sides all he wants. He's not a 170 pound fighter. He, sit him next to Kamar Usman and tell me he's a 170 pound fighter. Kamar Usman dwarfs him. It's, it's silly. It's, it's really silly that we even have this conversation. But the, the point I wrote down was, I love that Gaethje turned that fight down, right? I want Gaethje. Now I won't be disappointed if I see Gaethje Connor, because that's a bang them up fight, but I want to see Gaethje Khabib, right? That's the fight I want to see. Interim champ versus champ. You know, Gaethje's hot right now. The only other thing that might make sense if they do it since Connor is retired is they slide Dustin in there, right? Dustin rematching uh, Gaethje for the interim title. I'm sure Dustin would take that fight for that belt to fight Khabib. Only problem is, is I don't really want to see Dustin and Khabib again because it's going to be the same result the first time. So disappointed in how fucking poor he fought. I just, I just, 
Come on, man. Do better. All right. That's the show. That's it. I'm going to be back later this week with Pickums for this weekend. 15 picks. 15 of them. Dare until fight week, baby. Uh, follow me on all social media, MMA Takes Podcast on IG and Twitter, and uh, MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. I haven't posted in like two weeks. Um, I'm going to upload some videos today, like I said, or not today, this week. I did say that uh, I'm probably going to record something with a podcast, maybe. I'll do either the prelims or main card. Probably the main cards will probably get more views or whatever. So, But that, but if you listen to podcasts, you don't got to worry about that. You don't have to watch both. You know, no, 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 no. Watch both. Do me a favor. Watch both. All right. That's it. Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? I say let her dance. Woo! Woo! Come on, man. Hey, little pal, we don't want to kill. Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.